You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With the Rugby League season underway at the NRL level and the local competition commencing in mid-April, I thought it'd be timely to catch up with newly appointed Gerringong coach Scott Stewart to find out his thoughts for the coming season. Scott takes over from local legend Mick Cronin, who claims he's retired. But where have I heard that before? Anyway, Scott comes into the role, very well credentialed, and it will be interesting to see how the Lions go this year as reigning Group 7 Premiers. Here's what Scott and I discussed. So this morning I'm talking to Scott Stewart, the newly appointed coach of the Gerringong Lions. Congratulations on taking over the team this year, Scott. Club's coming off its 20th Premiership. How do you feel following such a great record? Yeah, it's an uh, interesting time to come in, I suppose. I've had an undefeated Premiership season. Some might say the only way is to go down, but hopefully with the calibre of players we've got and I know the focus they have towards being competitive and their training ethic and that, I'm sure we can have a, another successful season. So my understanding is, is you come into the role with plenty of experience, uh, having worked with uh, Wayne Bennett and with Mick Cronin. That experience must be invaluable. What strengths do you think you'll bring to the uh, team this year? Well, they're, they're two very similar individuals. You know, they're very, they, they both love rugby league, which I suppose I've got an uh, obvious passion for as well. Um, and both those guys have been you know, really good mentors in terms of keeping the game simple, not overcomplicating the game. And I think that's something that will stick with going forward this year. I think sometimes people can get caught up in everything going on they see on TV and things like that but ultimately it's a pretty simple game and if you get the basics right those two have shown that you know that's basically the the basis for any successful team you get the basis right you can perform those basic skills under pressure you go a long way to winning rugby league games and uh, Mick Cronin gave you a lot of credit last year when he spoke to me a couple of times for doing a lot of the, the preparation work of the team certainly the performance in the grand final was tremendous so how, do you, how are you planning this year? I've probably already spoken a bit about that, but um, anything you can slip out to, uh, to let me in on that you're planning for this year? Any, anything at all? Well, Mick likes to give me a rap, but he left us in charge of the team once. He very rarely missed a training session. And one time he was actually in Darwin with a lot of his Parramatta teammates and left myself and the other assistant, John Ford, in charge. And... Uh, he came back for the weekend and half time I think we were down 30 nil against Jamboree. So, you know, I think uh, <laughs> that wasn't the, the, the best week. But yeah, look, we're just going to stick to what we know. We, we train pretty intense. We've always been known as one of the fittest sides. Our players are, you know, self motivated, which is a great thing to have. They're, they're competitive at training, they're competitive when they're not at training. They're a very close bonded group. I suppose just trying to keep that momentum going that we've had for a number of years now, even when we haven't been in grand finals, we've always been up there or thereabouts. So we're not going to change too much. Probably last year our defence wasn't as great as what it has been in past years 
and that had a lot to do with the stop-start nature of the competition. So we'll actually be looking at improving our defence this year and our attack, luckily, has always been able to look after itself. So probably defence will be one area, even though we won the comp, I think we can improve it. So in the grand final last year, players like Corey Mulhill, Rickson Russell, the names just roll off the, the tongue from mm. Jeringong, uh, Matt Winchester... Tyron Wishart, and my favourite on the day actually was Denver Denver Ford. I thought he had a, a sensational game. Had him out there in the wing, but gee, he did some smart stuff when you, you were under a bit of pressure at mm. times. Will you keep uh, most of last year's team together this year? Uh, we've had four guys um, move on, unfortunately, for various reasons. So Tim Moore and Matt Winchester are both retired. Matt Winchester actually played the second half of that game with a torn ACL, which is a you know, serious knee injury, so he's got to have that operated on. Tyron's gone, he's got an opportunity at the Dragons, which is great, and Kane Brennan got an opportunity through work, Wes, up in Wollongong. So if you were going to pick our top five or six players last year, that would definitely be four of them, and probably in the group, they're probably the four strongest players in their position or there or thereabouts. So to lose them's been, um, you know, obviously going to bring us back to the field but we've got some guys who can step up we had three blokes last year who didn't play in the grand final due to injury Judd Collier who's the representative uh, he's playing in the front row in the rep side Isaac Russell who's you know always been in in all our sides he was on the bench but due to injury Michael didn't risk him he would have definitely played a role and Danny Wedd who um, also he was injured he played in the reserve grade final even though he was going to play in the first grade grand final and busted some ribs and punctured his lungs so you got those three guys coming back in who've always been you know really part of the first grade side plus then we've got Toby Gumley Quine who's uh, missed out on last year through injury so there's four guys come back who you know will be pushing themselves into that first grade side and then we picked up Aaron Grigg who lives in town he uh, really good play played in the past for Kyimer and Jamboree but he lives in Jerengong, he owns the preschool in Jerengong and yeah, he's come along, so he'll, be, he'll strengthen us as well. But losing those four, you can't underestimate how good a player you know, those, those four were. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, guys in the group happy to see those four not around next uh-huh. year. So, yeah. Now, the Jerengong community, it gets right behind the football team down there. And what do you think drives that passion for rugby league in Jerengong? I suppose there's a little bit of a snowballing effect in that, you know, it's a, as I've been successful, more people have come along and the more people have come along have driven that success. We're lucky we've got a really good committee. You know, on the committee there's 12 or 13 people that are all genuine workers and I think that's really helped. You know, some people struggle for committees. I know a lot of the guys on that committee are getting a bit older and would love someone to replace them, but they're passionate about rugby league and just the way they set up the facilities and run game day and that makes it a it's a really good thing. People hang out, you know, we get the the surfers are up there supporting the footballers, the we the soccer people come up, support the footballers, the wives, the girlfriends, the the kids all through the junior league. Like the junior league's massive down there now with you know, and when those people finish their games they come along so it's probably a really good social event which then obviously encourages the players you know to get to play in front of a not a full house but you know plenty of people all the time and even you talk to the opposition players I know 
they cop it a bit down there, but they do enjoy going along and having that atmosphere. And when they beat us at home, I'm sure it makes it even more enjoyable for them. So, yeah, it goes probably back to the experience that our committee puts on each each week and the effort they put into making that it's so enjoyable for everyone through the facilities and what they provide every every weekend. I was going to mention the uh, the juniors. You always got strong juniors down there. Have you got a couple coming through this year? A couple that you, you might uh, blood into first grade or at least into reserve grade? Yeah, well, our 18s is... Um, our younger year of 18s has been a really strong group. They've come through. They've won six competitions. That's in the Illawarra and Group 7. They're going to be the year young 18s. And I'd expect, traditionally, we've always had in our successful sides, one or two under 18s in that. Coming out of last year's 18s, there's players like uh, Harry Grant, uh, Cooper Doherty, those sort of guys uh, who went really well. And then just, we've been lucky, our reserve grade, been in the grand final, you know, I think it's seven or eight years in a row. Unfortunately, they haven't won too many, but and that's probably due to the first grade success in terms of other clubs have had their side in there and been able to you know, have their strongest reserve grade, whereas we've always had a few of those guys sitting on the bench in first grade and whatever. Reserve grade all, always flows on into our, into our first grade. We've been, probably look like having a third grade this year. We've got so many numbers. So, you know, it's just a matter of keeping those guys engaged because when we're talking about the third grade, a couple of the blokes who won first grade premierships last year said their first year of senior league, they played third grade. You know, and then three or four years later, they're playing in a first grade comp. So it's really important that we just keep rolling those guys through. That's where we've been lucky as, you know, the Pat Cronin and Pete Cronin have retired. We've had someone younger come up and take their place to keep the success going on, you know. And ladies football in Jerringong, it's taken off as well. Yeah. So, Eddie, what do you put that down to? Oh, there's a couple of driving forces there. Uh, Craig Mowbray, uh, the coach, he's pretty passionate, makes it really entertaining for the girls. A couple of the girls on there, uh, Jodie Egan was a lady who sort of drove it at the start to get it going because her daughter and, and that was interested. And then, yeah, those girls, I suppose, there's, there's a core group of girls there, a little bit similar to the guys that, you know, good environment, they want to be involved and so it's sort of grown and growing and growing. Just our biggest problem is trying to fit everyone on the, find somewhere for them to train and then to play. You know, if we've got four men's teams with the third grade and then two ladies teams, it's a long day. So just sure trying to is. get them on there. Yeah, We're actually trying is. to upgrade our light so we might be able to play a bit of Friday night footy and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd heard you've been doing a bit of Friday night stuff. Yeah. And, and lighting right across the area is an issue, but that, well, I guess that's a topic for another day. Yeah. So here the club's conducted a lovely thank you, come send off, I guess, mm. uh, for Mick Cronin recently, which emphasises the, the esteem that Mick's held in. Now, do you reckon Mick will be around in the background this year, just uh, giving you a bit of a prod, or has he been yeah. dispatched over to the barbie or into the bar no, or something? No, no. I don't think he's much of a barbecue cooker. He's good behind the bar, but can't say I've ever seen him on the tongs. But, look, he, he knows he's welcome, and I'll be going to him for advice. You know, as I already have with a with a couple of things, and he'll be at he'll be at train, he'll be at the games. I know he won't miss a game, and no one enjoys talking rugby league more than he does. So he's not going to disappear. And uh, you know, I'm sure if asked, he'll offer his opinion. But 
by the same token, he's happy to stand back and let someone else do it. And I'm sure his wife, Lynn's even happier for him to stand back for a while and let someone else do it. Okay, well, best wishes this year, Scott. I, I really uh, I really hope you go well in the competition this year. Yeah. I hope it's a strong competition because it's good for the area with, with all our teams firing. Yep. So I do wish you well, and thanks for spending time talking to me today on Coma Community Radio. No worries, great, and I'm sure it'll be strong. I think last year was one of the strongest comps we've had, and you know the fact that it's so even as well keeps everyone entertained. So, yeah, we look forward to a good season. Wish the other teams luck, and thanks for having me on. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. It was great to see our cricketers finally had a dry day for their competition over the weekend. In first grade, Kiama drew with Oak Flats. The best with the ball for the Cavs was Tom Norris with four for 45, while the Cavaliers captain, Zach Parker, made a handy 27 with the bat while the under-15Bs and under-13 Kaima Gold had good wins over Helensburg and the Cookers, respectively. At Gerringong in second grade, Gerringong fell just short of the Cookers' total of 146, being all out for 134. Best with the bat for Gerringong was Carl Lang with 37. A reminder to ladies that the Kaima softball is taking registrations for their upcoming season. So if you're looking to play, it's not too late to register. Call 0402. 683-306 for further information. In golf across the region, at Kaima, the ladies played a Stableford, with Division 1 being won by Kerry McCulloch with 39 points, Division 2 won by Margaret Johnson with 38 points, and Division 3 won by Jackie Nero, 38 points. At Jamboree, the Saturday competition was reduced to nine holes due to the recent rains. And it wasn't easy to get a time slot at Kiama on Saturday with players coming from the Grange, Jamboree, Shell Cove, Port Kembla, Wollongong, Russell Vale, St George's Basin, Monash and Hurstville to play the best wet weather course on the south coast. Best score amongst the 174 starters in the par event was recorded by Gus O'Brien with plus eight. A tremendous round. And speaking of tremendous... It was tremendous to see Elle Sandek has been appointed head golf professional at Kaima. Her appointment comes following the resignation of popular pro Toby McGeechee, who is going on to pursue other business interests in golf. Elle has been at the club for some years and has worked very hard with all members, especially the junior golfers, to build a very strong junior base. Her appointment to the role is well deserved and I take this opportunity to congratulate her and wish her ongoing success into the future. Well done Elle. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.